0: Hello, and welcome to Healthy Bites, an all-encompassing podcast about your health from the Audrain County Health Department. Each week, we hope the information you hear on this show from a variety of experts in Audrain County, the state of Missouri, and the world will positively impact your health and your health decisions. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to give us a listen. Now, on with the show with your host, Chris Newbrah. Thanks and welcome
1: to another edition of the Healthy Bites podcast here at the Audrey County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris Newbra, and joining me this week, I have got a, uh, well, he's not new to the uh, emergency management world, but he's new to the podcast because this is his first appearance. It's Carl Donaldson. He's the Audrey County Emergency Management Director. How you doing, Carl?
2: Doing well, doing well. Thanks yeah. for having me,
1: Chris. Yeah, no problem. Now, you've been in this position since, what, October of last year, right? Yep, that's and correct. So, how did you uh, how did you come oh, I'm, to become? I'm our... sorry, it was August
2: of last. year. Was it year, August actually? of last year? Yeah, okay. August.
1: Okay. Uh, how did you how did how, how did you come to, to to become our director of emergency management?
2: <laughs> it, it, quite honestly, it was just completely out of happenstance. Uh, okay. I was I sat on city council, and then I was the public works director in the city of Lenonia, uh, and I lived out there for about ten years, uh, and then I took a well, me, me, and the family moved back to St. Louis for for, for a short period of time, and uh, I took a job out there that ended up not working out. And uh, mm-hmm. through Public Works, I had worked several times with Nick on different projects in Ladonia. Ah. Uh, so we decided we were going to move back to Mexico, and uh, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll give Nick a holler and see if he's hiring. And uh, lo and behold, he was. So that's <laughs> and then so, uh, and then just weeks hired later. R. You you yeah. hired
1: on as the, uh, as the deputy, uh, the deputy director, right? That's right. What, That's how you got into the emergency management world.
2: Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then, uh, f- what, three or four weeks later, Nick took a job in coal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so pretty Capitalism well instantly. by fire. Huh? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so,
1: uh, is, some, is emergency management something you, you know, w- when you were a kid growing up, you were like attracted to it or how did you, how did you come to just, uh, you know, did you become did you come attracted to it through your work with Nick?
2: Um, I would not say emergency. Uh, uh, quite honestly, emergency management is something I didn't know very much about. Uh, right. So it had never really crossed my mind. Uh, but just serving on city council and, and the various departments in government that I have been on, you know, public service became uh kind of a passion of mine. Not necessarily gotcha. emergency management.
1: Got gotcha. you. So. <laughs> So now that
2: I'm settled into it, it's a completely different story. I am feet first.
1: Right. Right.
2: Talk. Yeah. Talk about your, uh,
1: your, your baptism by fire there. Uh, uh, (laughs) You had, you had a a big learning curve, huh?
2: I did. I, uh, (laughs) so I I thought it was going to be a nice and cushy and I got to sit back and hide behind Nick and, uh, and and slowly learn from, from, uh, from him. And, uh, you know, I could take my classes and, and do what Mm -hmm. you have to do. I had no idea how much education and training was involved in emergency management until about a month in, Mm -hmm. uh, then I realized, you know, uh, by, by, by federal requirement you're required to within a year complete your uh what fema calls a professional development series Uh which is about 30 30 35 hours of of individual study classes uh but that is just the tip of the iceberg uh so now here i am a year later and i'm about to complete my advanced professional series which is like a hundred i think it's like 150 hours of in-class training
1: right right
2: (laughs) um and 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 you're just not even done there the the classroom (laughs) work never stops i'm currently going through uh texas a&m's uh uh engineering extension office teeks uh doing Mm -hmm. their infrastructure protection certificate program uh so that that's a really interesting course uh it's uh basically it's it's um security and protection of critical infrastructure is Got what, you. Yep. what you basically learn in there. So yeah. Uh, I so had no idea. You're kind of a you're kind of a master of of, of,
1: of or you're kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. Is <laughs> right. that is that, yeah. is that a good way to look at it? I mean, that's that's about right. Because <laughs> so when I was in Ladonia,
2: I was the public works director, but I right. also had their water and wastewater uh, certifications and their infrastructure certifications through right. uh, through uh, net, uh, <laughs> Department of Natural Resources. Right. So yeah, I'm no stranger to that to the to the right, education but- part, but.
1: And I I don't mean that as a slight towards you. What I mean by that Jack, Jack of all trades, master of none comment is that you've got a lot of disciplines underneath your umbrella.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I mean, talk talk about some of the things that you do as emergency management. Because you hear emergency management director, and you think, okay, they're there to manage the emergency. That's not really the
2: case, is it? It's it's almost not true at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that is one part of it. But we're right, not sure. we're not a response agency. We actually are more of a coordination agency, right? And, and we uh, we coordinate the actual emergency response efforts uh, during a disaster. So, right. I mean, if there's a house fire or something like that, no, we're not going to get called. Right. Uh, if there's a large scale situation, tornado or, or, a, you know, a, a bad ice storm or something, that's when, you know, you start looking into emergency management. Yeah. Emergency
1: but, management is more the coordination of resources. Correct. And, and, and support.
2: Correct. And, and, and also the planning aspect. Sure. So we, we do write all the plans for, for, for any of those disasters. Uh, that could happen uh uh, i'd say the largest part of emergency management is raising community awareness uh yeah I, i do a lot of speaking engagements in fact we had a uh a local school call us recently here and they want us to do a um like a preparedness seminar for them and uh after listening what she was explaining what what she was searching for uh, it almost makes more sense for to do this as like a joint uh, operation between like emergency management, maybe the ambulance district that can do some first aid uh, and, and then maybe the health department too. that, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of this pandemic, uh, we still have to worry about public health and stuff. So, right. I, you know, I and thought, as soon as
1: I get some time on my ca- calendar, I'm going to take a closer look at that and okay. see
2: if we can help you out. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so
1: uh, talk about, you know, you, you said public speaking engagements, uh, but also it, it's also, it, it's a part of not necessarily speaking engagements, but it's an, it's a matter of getting in front of people. Right. I mean, and, and I'm pointing to this weekend, we've got the disaster expo coming up.
2: Yeah, that's correct. So um, basically it, it's just, uh, it's, an, it's an exposition to bring public awareness to what, the response agencies in our community do and, and mm-hmm. see some of the cool toys that they get to play with. Right. Uh, you know, we also do, um, disaster planning, uh, or I'm sorry, not, uh, like event action planning. So ah. another thing that I have coming up here, uh, the Martinsburg Oktoberfest, uh, they've asked us to do some, some event planning for them. So we're going to do, uh, advanced weather warning for them. So we will work with the National Weather Service uh, and the event's not going to be large enough to actually have a meteor- meteorologist on site, but that we will. Work, uh, the emergency management will act as a liaison with the National Weather Service. And if they see an incoming weather pattern, they're going to alert us and that will give the public the most time to uh, to respond to to inclement weather,
1: and you said an important word there. I think that that describes emergency management to a T, and that is liaison. Right, you guys, yeah. you guys. I mean, I, I have an emergency management role here at the health department. You know, mm-hmm. among my other duties, but I'm not as much of a liaison as you all are. As far as you talked about it, you touched on it earlier. If there's a disaster, people come to you looking for supplies and and, and resources to help mitigate that disaster quicker. Right.
2: That's correct. Yeah. So uh, I guess part of my job is to kind of know in the County, what the resources are Mm -hmm. and also to step outside of that and look to other counties or, or to the state for, for help, if we are going to have a deficiency.
1: But I was going to say, because you're not only connected to County level, you're, you're statewide and nationwide too. Yeah. Federal at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so the the responsibility grows, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exponentially. Not, yeah, yeah, not not to put any more weight on your shoulders, but hey. <laughs> but talk about some of the you talked about large scale events. Talk about some of those large scale events that that you may respond to to to, to help put the the uh, resource uh, train in motion. <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah. So let's just talk about some of the the things that happen here, or most sure. commonly, what happen here, like a tornado or a severe weather event. Right. You know, something that's going to affect a, a large swath of people. Uh. You know. So. So. Um. Uh, the number one thing, really, is is people. Uh. You know, the, there's just not very many. Let's say ambulances in Audrain County. You know, we we can handle. We have four ambulances uh, through Audrain Ambulance District. So if you have more than four incidents at a time, then that you've reached your your critical point. Uh, so that's they would immediately reach out, uh, start looking to other counties, uh, and and even at that point, possibly at the state level. Uh, you know, uh, sheltering comes into mind. Uh, you know, we, we work real close with the Red Cross. They are our main sheltering component for mass sheltering in Audrey County. And, uh, you know, uh, John Matthews is a, is a great guy to reach out to. And Melissa Wilding is his regional coordinator. Um, uh, so we're actually going, uh, on a, uh, a tour. So, so to speak here in the next few weeks, uh, as soon as they get back from St. Louis, they're currently, uh, activated and deployed to St. Louis. Um, but when they get back, we're going to start going on the Audrain shelter tour and update the shelter lists for Audrain County.
1: Yeah. talking about that. I mean, you, you, we have shelters here in Audrain County that have been designated. Can you name some of them or do you want to keep those?
2: Oh no. Uh, let, I mean, let's talk about the main one sure. at, at, uh, at, uh, the, uh, Hawthorne is it Hawthorne.
1: Hawthorne Elementary School yeah
2: yeah Hawthorne Elementary School uh they actually used FEMA funds to to build that shelter so it is actually right. a dis- disaster rated shelter uh that's probably the only one in in the county that actually has a FEMA rating uh but yeah that FEMA yep. came in and and helped help fund that so we have that available to us at any time that there is a disaster uh, but there are several other ones the school the schools really I mean that you know they're built with protection in mind, as it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. so the you know school gymnasiums and stuff always work out well. Uh, the uh, United Methodist Church here in in Mexico mm-hmm. uh, actually has uh, the ability. They they wired their building to accept our backup generators, and they're listed as one of our as our, our shelter capabilities here in Audrain. Uh, so it, say we lost power you know, uh, we could actually drag a generator over there and hook it up to their building and power that entire building. So we could keep, you know, uh, extreme heat or, or, you know, excessive heat or anything or, uh, medical equipment running.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, sheltering is quite important. Uh, as far as like, I know that you brought up Hawthorne, and it's it's a FEMA-rated shelter. FEMA funds built that. Uh, It's tornado-safe up to an EF four, I believe it is. Correct. Um, And uh, but it can hold up to two thousand people standing. Right. Right. From what I understand. Now that may be different now with COVID, but (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but that that is supposed to be open during any tornado warned storm. Is that correct? Is that the way it works? And so. Uh, the school takes care of opening that up. Uh, I don't know if they have a, 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 a an agreement with public safety or not, but um, I know I know that the school is responsible for making sure that's open during that's those correct. times. So the, the sheltering is there that you can you can go to. Um, but talk about sheltering in place. Uh, you know, if if we have to shelter in place in our homes, can you can you? You had enough uh, education so far <laughs> to give us to give us some tips about if you have to shelter in place, what you can do to make sure that you guys, you know, you, 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 your family, and, and your pets and everybody are safe.
2: Yeah, you bring up a good one there. Don't don't forget about Fido. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh yeah, sheltering in place, uh you, you need to try to get to the lowest level of your house in the right. center center of the building if possible. Right. Um, even if you don't have a basement, uh just get into an interior corridor away from windows uh and stay low to the ground. That's uh, right. about the best thing to
1: do. Yeah, and 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 putting together a kit, that's a good that's a about yeah, an that. Em-
2: yeah, an emergency preparedness kit. So a, a plan and a kit, really. Right. So, uh, uh, any kit needs to be prefaced by a plan. So everybody in your house knows what to do when an incident occurs or when an incident could occur. Uh, you know, you need to have a call down list. Uh, you know, so that if you do get separated from your family, you're call you can all call a central person like grandma out of mm-hmm. town or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh and, and everybody can call and say, Hey, yeah, we're safe.
1: Yeah, that and, and until I started working, I mean, even when I was in media uh, and and I got out, I didn't realize that's a smart thing to do is to have somebody out of state. Yeah. That's not going to be affected by your disaster.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's your next door neighbor, that's not going to yeah, help you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because they're, they're probably going to be affected as well. You know? Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, you know, if you have that plan together uh, and that, you know, knowledge is the most important thing there. Sure. So uh, and then, and then uh, you know, having uh, a flashlight, extra batteries, mm-hmm. uh, uh, also important documents, uh, you know, Medi- oh. medications. Yep. You know, if, if, you, if you lose your house, God forbid, uh, if you have a stash of extra medication with your emergency kit, I don't mm-hmm. let it expire, but, you right. know, you, there, that's always there so that you have time, you know, at least you have uh, a day or so uh, with your medications bef- before you uh, you have to try to replenish.
1: Right. and And knowing this from experience, I know doctors, offices, pharmacies and insurance companies will work with you because they have limits on how much you can get that they'll pay for. But if you tell them, Hey, this is going for my kid, they'll actually help you out and, 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 and provide that extra, uh, uh, extra medication for Uh, you.
2: uh, Yeah. Extra. Yeah. uh, I think any insurance company has a provision where they will do it at least one time a year for you. Right.
1: Right. So yeah, yeah, you can replenish at least one time a year, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, as far as other, Aspects of your job that the public might not know about, Carl. What what are, what are some things that you found out that you had no clue walking into this job that you'd be doing? <laughs> uh,
2: so, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I guess I had some preconceived ideas when I came into emergency management. what We do, and uh-huh. even when I interviewed interviewed for this job, you know, it seemed like this really multifaceted, interesting job, and and it, and it is with a huge emphasis on planning. Right. Um, and, and and so I, I read through our local emergency operations plan. And I thought, hmm, okay, that's pretty encompassing. Uh-huh. Uh, a month later, we got passed down from the state. Said here's the new federal requirements for emergency operations plan. And <laughs> basically we had to rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> I'm
1: chuckling, because I knew that's what you were going to say.
2: <laughs> so FEMA uh, under, under the guidance of the, uh, uh, of the, the, uh, oh my gosh, what is it? The, the, the national uh, preparedness plan, national preparedness goal All right, uh, has go. adopted a whole community Approach to Ah. emergency management. So, like you said earlier, uh, this includes Fido. You know, you're Mm -hmm. you're also looking at your pets. You're looking at for for anybody who has uh, functional needs or or Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. There's there's special provisions that need to be made for those for those individuals. Uh, So we've kind of taken a step back and and started to include those provisions to make sure that we we can cover anybody that has functional issues such as uh deaf or blind or or, or handicapped uh, uh mobility issues things like that right. uh and then i've also uh started uh touring the municipalities around Audrain County and uh we're we're actually sitting down and having one-on-one conversations with them so that we can shape our plan specifically for with that community's goals and, mm, and hazards gotcha. so we uh that way we can tailor our plan so it's not just this ten thousand foot elevation plan uh you know it, it's mm-hmm. actually down to earth and down to the actual communities that this plan is looking to protect
1: right so. and 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 that's that's the thing is but plant plans i think it was dwight dies said plans are worthless but planning is everything because, right. You know, once once the disaster hits, the plans aren't going to be as important as the practicing of those plans, because the practicing of those plans gives you the muscle memory in order to know what to do.
2: That is correct. So, there, I mean, there's tons of, uh, you know, tons of verbal exercises and stuff, you know, tabletops. In fact, sure. we're, we're actually doing a, on Monday, we'll be doing a min- municipal tabletop for elected officials. Uh, so mayors and and city councils and things, uh, city managers, uh, and we're not looking. So usually when you do a tabletop exercise, uh, you're looking for the functionality, like you said. You're, mm-hmm. you're, but this tabletop is actually looking at it from an elected official standpoint. So you're really looking for those real high level decisions, uh, gotcha. you know. And that's that's both preparing before and then mainly in recovery. That we're just assuming that for this particular exercise that the operations part, everybody's doing everything that they need to do hundred percent. So, uh, we, we kind of skip over the operations part.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, uh, I mean, that needs to be exercised as well as, as you said, I mean, it, it's, it's an important part. If you get those high level decision makers involved early, you got a better chance of recovering quicker.
2: Exactly. Yep. yep. So,
1: all right, Carl, anything else that you want to talk about?
2: Uh, I think we've covered a lot of it, Chris, <laughs> All right.
1: well, I, I appreciate you coming on on such short notice for me today. I, I, and, uh, we look forward to, uh, hearing from you in the future on some things you got planned.
2: All right, Chris. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks, Carl. That is Uh Carl Donaldson. He is the Emergency Management Director for the County of Audrain here in mid-Missouri. And we thank him for his time today. And that is another edition of the Healthy Bites podcast here at the Audrain County Health Department. I'm your host, Chris
0: Newbra. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Audrain County Health Department's Healthy Bites podcast. We hope you will join us again next week as we bring you more discussion on health matters affecting Audrain County residents and the world with your host, Chris Newbrah. If you liked what you heard here, you can find out more information on our website, myachd.org. That's myachd.org. Thanks for listening. See you next week.